Fuck yeah. Welcome back to the fifth episode of the Angry Turtle Podcast. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah, we have a very special guest. Johnny, would you like to introduce our very special guest? Yeah, this is one of my favorites, a legend in the music industry, a legend all around, good father. This is uh, a pleasure to introduce Mo ZMD to the Angry Turtle. Oh yeah. Woo! Our first musician. Yeah, dude. And uh, I guess let's get started. Uh, How did you get into the music um, was it as a kid or how did it all start for you? Well, I was, I was born in Mississippi and, in uh, Clarksdale, the blues capital, you know, oh. and, um, I, I was, I, I, my first recollection is being five years old and I was singing like on stage and the crowd was going nuts. And I was just like, this is what I want to do. And then it wasn't until my sister was born. I think I was about seven or eight and you know when she was born but when I got about nine she couldn't talk but she could sing you like she would mimic songs on the radio so my dad was like oh no 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 we're going to California because his brother was living out there and said you need to bring those kids to California and like be in the scene you know and so we went and then initially we we just rehearsed and and like tried to get ourselves better. And, and then we started going to this church, uh, Antioch church and the, the choir director happened to be really connected in the industry, like gospel interest industry. And yeah. so we ended up like singing with people and, and I, I was a musician as well. And I playing for like these celebrity guys who were like really, really old, you know, mm-hmm. that, they were famous in the fifties and sixties kind of thing. And eventually started, you know, singing with the uh, Edwin Hawkins choir. And that really led us to everything because um, they had sung a song on earth, wind and fire uh, album called touch the world. Mm -hmm. And so we ended up going on like doing a a tour with them. Uh, We basically sang behind earth, wind and fire when they did, uh, shows at the universal amphitheater and uh that pretty much started it all everybody started getting noticed and started writing songs and you know just trying to be everywhere taking meetings and stuff so it was it was it 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 took about six seven years from being moving from mississippi to california of just continuous really thorough work to get us to the point where we were ready to, for people to see us and go, ooh, versus, you know, I, I can sing or I can play and then you just try to fit in. But like they were really tripping off the, the talent that we had because we really spent a lot of years just rehearsing, you know? Yeah, yeah that's all. Rehearsing yeah. And, and developing it, developing it. So yeah, that's how it started. That's awesome. That is so interesting. That is yeah, that's definitely good to know the backstory. Um, I guess we can uh, go a little bit forward. Um, I I know that you got uh, platinum plaques and plaques with a lot of artists, but one of the top topics, I, you know, the million dollar question is, how did you end up meeting Tupac? How did that all transpire? Okay, well that that happened because, <clears throat> excuse me, I was um, probably from eighty eight to no eighty nine till about ninety. 93 
I was doing pop music and and the managers I had did not allow me to do any rap or anything like that. And 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 one of my managers was uh Stormy Norman Nixon. They used to play with the Lakers. Okay. He was my manager for a while. And then I had to break away. And I started working with this guy who I grew up with in Long Beach, California. And he happened to be the guy that was like very influential in Long Beach. He helped develop Snoop. He helped develop Domino, myself, you know, as far as how to deliver rap and everything. But anyway, I was he had a deal with Interscope and he was the first rapper that was on Interscope. Mm-hmm. But they kept holding him back. And we worked on his record and worked on his record and it hadn't come out yet. But Tupac was in the office one day and he heard somebody playing it, like an A&R or something playing it. And he was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who is that? Who is that? And he was freaking out. And he was like, I want to work with that producer. Who who did the music? And so Interscope called me and said, hey, what do you think about, you know, doing some remixes with Tupac and like sending him some tracks to see if he want to do some stuff? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and That's yeah. Awesome. yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I went from... I went from not knowing what I was going to do, how I was going to figure it out. Uh, and a week later, I was in the studio with Tupac and and had a song on the radio with Tupac, that, From the Cradle to the Grave, in one week. Because I did it when they called me. I, I went a couple of days later, did the song. Um, they had the songs already. From the Cradle to the Grave, Lord Knows, and running from the police that had Biggie Smalls on it. So I did a remix to all of those songs and immediately they took from the cradle to the grave and put it on the radio and was like, no, this is this is the cut. And um and then they flew me out to New York to work with Tupac. And um that's when I first met him and we did Outlaw that day. But it was and he said this that Cradle to the Grave is going to be on the album. It's not going to be a remix now. It's going to be on the album because I like that version better. And, you know, I was just looking like, what? <laughs> that is insane. Yeah, that, that is insane. So you, you basically, you were grinding away, and by chance, he happened to hear your music, and then yeah. after that, you were on your way. That is awesome, man. That's, that's how it goes out here, I guess. That is awesome to hear. So... um how, how, I guess you have an insight to, uh, I guess you've got to meet him. I mean, how was his personality as, as, a, as a human? Um, not the artist, great. but yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. it was great. Like, when I first met him, he was real excited to meet me, gave me a big hug, and was very respectful, and, and, and told the, the, you know, the guys that are the outlaws, they were young at that time, and they were like, I think they were called Young Thugs or something when they first worked on that outlaw song with me. And he was like, you guys listen to Mosey. He's, you know, he's knowledgeable about what he's doing, he's, you know, and and really we, we kind of became brothers. It had gotten to the point where he would have me, <clears throat> if we had studio session, he would have me page him to wake him up in the morning. And I thought that was like, wow. You know, like it, he, my sister got into it with my dad at that time. Yeah. And he kind of kicked her out. Tupac took her in. Oh, what? Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Her and awful. her daughter took them in. 
and and wow. you know looked after them and he was like family his sister would call my sister and it was just it was like family and he was very respectful that's why it trips me out to hear these stories of how he was with other people because he, he never treated me like that not not at once I got little insights from the videos I seen. It seemed like he was like a genuine type of guy. He seemed like he probably was fun to be around. So, yeah, um, yeah. yeah you definitely get misconceptions of because uh, it, it gets twisted around out here. But so after that, uh, you just continued on working after Tupac and just kept on moving. And uh, how did you end up? I see you. John Mellencamp, what's going on there? You're everywhere. What's I mean, I see you everywhere. So how did you He's killing it? Here. Yeah, how did you meet John Mellencamp and uh, how okay. that how that come by? I mean, how, I mean, I'm switching it up on you here, but man, you, you you've been everywhere. So I'm holding on to my it's question. It's a similar so. situation. <laughs> it's it's really similar. Um, after working with Tupac, and then he went to death row. Mm -hmm. uh, he understood that I didn't want to be a part of death row. I didn't want to do anything. I, I you know, knew most of those guys and I just did the business. I didn't, you know, I said, you know, it's going to be a bad thing. And he went to death row anyway. And I just kind of sat there like, what am I going to do now? Cause I had done remixes and everything and the label yeah. stopped pushing it. And I was just like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but John Mellencamp's, um, manager had called my publisher and he had called my publisher looking for dr dre do you have a number on dr dre do you know how can i find him and and my publisher said no what you need is mozi and he was like who is that and then they researched and they heard the tupac stuff and the spice one and the yo-yo stuff and you know i did some soundtracks and and he was like okay well let's let's see what he could do and so they called me and would you like to go and uh, produce John Mellencamp? And I was like, yeah, that would be pretty dope. <laughs> I remember him as a kid, you yeah. know. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Life goes on. Yeah, uh, my, my, my mother was singing it quite often also. So, I'm, I'm oh, yeah. yeah, he was definitely a legend out here. So, yeah, oh, yeah. around the world also. But so did you end up becoming his bass player? I see you played guitar or, I mean. No, no. Actually, I was his keyboard player. Okay. Uh, oh, I yeah. I, um. Well, how it turned out is when I went to do the session, I thought I was producing the song. Mm -hmm. So I brought all of my equipment, my turntable, my <laughs> Fender Rhodes, my Moog, all mm -hmm. the heavy stuff. I had them ship it out here. Um, yeah, to Indiana. Excuse me. And uh, It's so, all right. We got cotton mouth. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. It's like, a, <laughs> like a desert in this bitch. <laughs> So John is like, why did, you know, I wanted you to do some drum loops because, mm -hmm. you know, actually we was looking for Dr. Dre, but like we wanted like some drum loops over this country kind of rock, you know, stuff. And I was like, oh, and he said, so why did you bring all this stuff? And I said, well, they told me that I was, I was producing you and, and they laughed and laughed. He said, I, I produced myself, but let's see what you could do. So I put on my headphones and I started, you know, putting all these little pieces together and and they're playing the song, but they can't hear what I'm doing. And I'm making the tempo match and, you know, doing all these things. And he said, what is that? Let me hear what you're doing. He put it on the speaker. He was like, whoa. And they played along with it. And then they said, let's record it. So while they recording it and he sings like a scratch vocal, 
I'm like shouting out background vocals to to what he's doing, mm-hmm. and he's going, oh, "Okay." And then he <laughs> said, "Do you know how to play organ?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And he put me on the organ, and I started, you know, putting stuff in there. And by the end of that session, he said, "Do you want to go on tour with us?" And I was like, oh, awesome. "Yeah, yeah, man, that'd be great. yeah, that's awesome. That is crazy." Yeah, and that's how that started. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so how you just tour with them for a year or two, or you just tour with them through that that little uh, production there, and uh, and you just Six kept a relationship years. with him. Six years. Six years. Wow. Six years, and and did um, you know production and and uh vocals and playing you know like i think about six or seven albums and then even and that when uh we were on tour i was like you know ready to to do something else and 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 really like get back into the production aspect Mm -hmm. and so um but the way i was going to do it was try to move back to la i didn't know how how to to make that happen but on that last tour i was on the wallflowers were opening up for for us mm-hmm. and so like while we were on tour they were like they had a little recording set up in the back and they were like recording their demos for their next album mm-hmm. and so i would come in there and and like they they'd be in the dress room and i'd just like sing little parts and they go go sing that and i recorded mm-hmm. recorded it and then by that when the tour was over the, their label was like "Ooh, can you get him to like come and like really do a you know good take of all that stuff and they were like you know asking me to do it so i flew to la and 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 sang these vocals not ex- really expecting anything but after they had did that album uh red letter days they asked me to go on tour with them and i was like this is perfect i can get it up and you know get back to la yeah and you know transition but that really only lasted about um eight months or so they you know, kind of made some poor decisions and money-wise, and um, they weren't able, you know, to, to keep me on the tours and stuff. So, yeah. and so pretty much from that point, um, I just went back into producing and developing my artist and and getting back in it. But still, got into further things. I had started working with Daz Effects, but we never got to to the point of recording. Their label had issues. I had did some work with Snoop. Yeah, I seen, you in, the, of, seen you in the Snoop, uh, studio with Snoop. Uh, wait, Morris, oh, yeah. Mor- you got more, work with Morris Day Morris also? Day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I went there. To, I, I was at Snoop's studio to work with Morris Day because he was a part of that label at that time, part of Snoop's label. Yeah. That, so we started. That, I wanted to ask you, do you the side question, by the way. Like, did you have you heard of a. I, I grew up as like a, kind of like a metal fan, just kind of like, you know, that scream stuff. But yeah. like, I've, have you ever heard? Have you heard like this like stuff that they're doing nowadays, where it's like this like me- metal kind of like rap fusion type is of it, thing? Is it, is it gore rap? Mm-hmm. Is it it's it's gore so rap? it's kind of crazy. Like, there's this guy. I mean, it's an alright band, but it's called Falling in Reverse, and like he did like uh, he did like a remix of Gangster's Paradise, mm-hmm. and it was like kind of like a metal version of it, and it's like remade, and it's like he does like this like metal, and then he'll switch over just like speed rap. At the end of it, it's it's pretty sick. It's like especially coming from like somebody who's like I wasn't a major rap fan growing up, but it was like I was like that's kind of like put me more on. And I was like oh shit, that's 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 yeah. different because it's like and just adding something that I like too into it. So I was like I was like I don't know if you ever heard anything like that or like or like if you have like what are your thoughts on that kind of thing? 
I, I think it's great. I think I first heard of that kind of stuff with uh, 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 Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. Know, they were real aggressive like that. Uh, I think this is how I feel. Like, uh, um, I think rap fits into a lot of things. Um, you, the kind of music that that moves you, mm-hmm. if you incorporate rap to it in, in a way that is uh, complemented you know complimentary that you know it works because people have talked on records for years you yeah. know even johnny cash and you know that kind of thing so it, it you know people are like saying that that was rap because yeah. you know he, he's not singing but he it's the country and he's wrong <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? exactly that makes so sense i, I yeah. think it's all in the cadence and and mm-hmm. what you're talking about. Like you don't want to be having a song like that, and you're talking about you know females and forties and you know yeah. smoking weed. It just it, it all depends on what you're talking about. It it still could reach people, mm-hmm. and and that's you know rap is cool with that. Hip hop is a, a different thing. It's a true, culture. Yeah. yeah, that's very true. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I you know I enjoy how people put spins on it. Yeah, I definitely like when people you know step outside the box with music it's okay to you know yeah use your imagination sometimes as long as exactly. it sounds good it's got a good good it's good sound to it i got a good uh another question i guess you're gonna add you he's got a real good question <laughs> I, and i'm gonna make sure that he we'll, add, he we'll add, keep it towards the more of the yeah middle. <laughs> yeah but um <laughs> so how do you feel about snoop dogg owning death row now um how, what's your feelings on that uh i think it's good energy um yeah. The way that he's approaching it um, to me seems like good energy. He's it's nostalgic, you know, and and uh, people who grew up listening to Death Row, um, you know, it, it brings back that certain feeling. And and he's going to be able to get people who were on Death Row that didn't get their shine. They'll get more shine now because you know it's it's in the media more and yeah, I definitely and there's listen. not not so much a negative connotation to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was but actually. I, 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 I remember the, the '95 and '94, all that, all that stuff going on. It was a wild time as a kid for me. But uh, it is a beautiful thing that he 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 went back and um, he just retook it back. And, and uh, man, that's so awesome. Um, so another question for you. I, I know you get into funk music. Are you you're inspired by funk music, or is that a thing for you? Like, uh, um, I guess that's a, a weird question to ask, but. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Funk, funk plays uh, uh, a big part in what I do um, for the rhythms. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Uh, I'll use different instruments to create the the rhythms that that funk does, but maybe the sound is different and it kind of gives it a different feel. But definitely, I, funk and gospel and uh, uh, rock. Or three elements I use a whole lot um, at gospel mainly because it's you know it's soulful Definitely. and then it and the contemporary gospel has some jazz in it you know so I do use a lot of chords but it's just about being smarter smart where you use these things but funk is definitely in the in the forefront of everything I do just about well, that's awesome that's awesome so uh so, uh, you got any uh, artists you're working with now that uh, that uh, are up, up and coming on your label that are need a little shine out here? I'll th- you throw some oh. names out of us. I, I I know I seen some stuff. 
Um, mm -hmm. uh, there was a female you was working with here recently, um, I think. Uh, I can't. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm probably. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little high here, so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So uh, how's that going? Um, going great. C Note is, is is doing really good numbers, and she's like really starting to promote her stuff, and and uh, you know she's grown into this thing. We had started restarted my company IMI mm -hmm. and uh Institute for the Musically Insane and and really That's it's kind of awesome. like a union of musicians, singers, rappers and performers and we all help each other, groom each other and help where other like where one might be doing good, the other might lack and not know certain things. It's kind of like, you know, a mm -hmm. community. So we, you know, fed her a lot of things, a lot of things she already knew from her journey already and she uh it's just been really taking it to another level and that's the thing that i encourage with all of my artists and my my guy young treasy mm -hmm. in california um young guy and he's been really doing a good push and uh uh shalif perkins uh he has several groups uh the grimies and he has uh four dub they do like raider music and you know, for the Los Angeles Raiders, yeah, yeah. Vegas Raiders now, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I have, um, who else? Who else? Uh, gosh, there's so many. Uh, Robert Green, uh, uh, he has uh, any climate records that's under my label, and he's out here in Indiana. He he goes and um, yeah, I see you inspire so, a lot of people out here in uh, the community, yeah. and uh, a lot of people look up to you, and I, I, I that's a beautiful yeah. thing. Um, I guess that's my and, biggest. Thing. Yeah, that is awesome. So, what, what, mo what motivates you to get up? What's what gives you the energy to keep going with the music? Because you've been in in a long time, and I know that after a while, you know, you get burnt out, or it's just that you you get out of the scene. So, what, what motivates you to get up every day and go hard? Um. What I think it is, is, uh, you know how when you have a specialty mm -hmm. and, and you feel good doing that, whether it's like, you know, build, you know how to build houses. When you finish building that house, you're like, all right, whatever happens to it, happens to it. Mm -hmm. if, if somebody buys it and rents it or whatever, it's great. But if not, you look at it and you enjoy what you did. I think that is because I put my all into making the sonics right, the the words, and, you know, just the energy. And I think when it's done, I'm like, oh, I enjoy it, you know. So you love the creative process that, that gets you get you going. Yeah, I, I dig that. Yeah. I, I definitely dig that. So um, you got the courage to ask oh, yeah. any questions yet? Yeah, I got I've got to actually got a couple <laughs> questions for you. Bear with me. Okay. <laughs> First one, I'm going to start light. I want to, to ask what you thought about... Uh, I don't know if you saw the Will Smith slapping Chris Rock thing, but I wanted to uh, see what you thought about that, actually. Okay. I I got... Um, what up across the street? We see you. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Mo. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all right. Um, I think uh, Will's coming from a place of frustration. And, um, you know, the the public thing that they went through with August... And it, people, how people, the media and people just nasty, you know what I mean? Yeah. They, they're nasty. And 
and he's struggling with being able to to keep her happy and you know be please pleasing to her that she doesn't feel like she has to do stuff like that or mm-hmm. you know and and then here you know Chris Rock says this joke and initially he laughs at it because he wants you know be big yeah, about it yeah, yeah. but it's she's making it. this face like yeah, so now he like, feels oh. like oh my gosh now his manhood's at stake yeah yeah, yeah. yeah you know? I I personally thought it was fake because nobody got arrested afterwards and you know the way Chris Rock rolled with the slap, and then if you slow it down, he looked like Will Smith smiled after the fact. And but the and fact the that cool. he took that hit, like, uh, and if it wasn't, even if it isn't fake, the fact that he took that hit so good that it looked fake. I mean, dude, yeah, well, <laughs> that's a tough motherfucker. You got <laughs> two great actors right there, so it's hard to tell. I know that he handled it classy, very. I mean, he was the bigger man that night. Um, I I. Figured Will Smith would have more yeah. composure. He's been in the industry for a long time. It was definitely surprising yeah. as hell. Yeah, but that's the thing. That, that's the thing. When when you're going through a public grueling, uh, yeah, yeah, you're, you're frustrated. Now, now Chris Rock is saying this about her, and it's on TV. And now he's thinking, "Oh my gosh, now it's going to be all these memes and all that." And he goes doing that, not thinking it's going to mm-hmm. be memes about that too. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? It was a slap heard around and the now, world. Half the media, half the, the public is being mean towards uh, Chris Rock for saying it. Half yeah. is being mean to Will for reacting the way that he did. But nobody is in their position. They don't. They don't. Yeah. Chris Rock has made a whole career of saying outlandish stuff at, about does. people. Yeah, I mean that's and what he does. So uh, Will should have known. And Will. Will is a, a really good, you know, a bagger. You know what a, yeah. a bagger is? No, I like have no bag clue. It's, it's, it means like you you, you uh, talk about them in a, in a funny way to make people laugh or make them, you know, like, put down. Okay, you know? okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roast, you know roasting, people, yeah. They talk about each other. Your mama this. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just bad you Will each other. is good at that. So his, his skin is thick when yeah. it comes to that. But you adding the fact that this woman yeah. and, and his public persona everybody already think he's soft yeah you know yeah and and you know tupac could have stole his girl and all this stuff you know they're saying all this stuff so now he's like you know i'm gonna smack him yeah he smacked somebody else in the media before somebody tried to kiss him and yeah he, i he, saw that he, last he, night yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah like, i mean yeah that, that was yeah the backhand yeah. Yeah. And, and even the way he smacked chris rock was a little to yeah. me, like, yeah. the way he stood, it was like, oh, he was yeah, like, he was yeah, like yeah, here, yeah, then he was here. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was like, yeah, it was, uh, it was uh, like a little sissy fight there. Like, oh. So yeah, what I didn't get was was the joke about her health condition, or was the GI Jane joke about when Demi Moore cheated with Ashton Kusher, and they end up like, was it about her being open? In, uh, in the relationship at a time, or was it actually about her health condition, or was it a double banger? Because if so, the joke was fucking solid, you know? Like, I feel like he didn't even know. Yeah, yeah like, it I had me, like, like that was a solid... <laughs> I think they was, he was comparing the haircut and then the way that they did the thing. Yeah, I, I think yeah. it was a, a deep joke. Some people didn't even get it. Yeah, yeah I, had, I had a double back on And she had, like, the, yeah. green, the green on, so it looked kind of like... Yeah, I didn't even realize she had a health condition to begin with, so I know when yeah. they start highlighting that and... 
Uh, yeah. But again, I I didn't see. I figured there's probably off-duty police officers there. There's a lot of cops. Yeah, I watched a, I watched a few videos on it. And I guess like the producer when Chris Rock went backstage, like the producer was like, "The, the LAPD's here. Do you want?" He's like, yeah, "Apparently, like, Chris was just like, no, nah, I'm good." Yeah, he he right. Yeah, you gotta love. They were gonna kick them out. They were gonna kick yeah. them out, and he he said, "No, don't worry." Well, yeah, because Chris like, Rock handled it. The producer like was also yeah. like talked to the cops, and they were just like, "That's just not what he wants," you know. So it's just like, that makes I, sense. if I was Chris Rock right now, I would like going on tour next week. Yeah, yeah go ahead and just that's me what he did. All like the, the next he week, he's, yeah, he's back yeah. out. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, when I heard that, I was like, oh, he's been to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I would too. I know he's gonna talk about it. Yeah, he touched I mean, on it on one show. He was like, "I'm gonna talk about that shit, just not now. I'm gonna have some jokes." It's gonna be funny. It's gonna be serious. Yeah, I knew. <laughs> I, I knew everybody hated Chris, but not that bad. You know what I mean? You know, like, come on, not Chris that was a pretty Rock. good show, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he took it like a champ. I mean, uh, his body yeah. cued. I was just like, yeah. I love how he took it, though. Like, yeah. I did. He was like, "Wow, that's a uh, mm -hmm. best moment in television, right there." Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> like, it, man, it even, wasn't a strong hit. It wasn't, no, it wasn't no strong hit. But yeah, yeah, he documented a little bit. Yeah, you figured. I figured Will would have just knocked him clean out. I mean, he hit him with the wild, wild west. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. But, you I, know, he is from he is from Philly, so you know he. Yeah, he, the he, way I feel, I feel like I feel like he's his persona with the public and and you know with his friends and stuff being happy and jokey, is uh, a a way to hide another side of him. Yeah, yeah. I think Will Smith's a double agent. The way he maneuvers mm -hmm. around handguns. Do you see Tony <laughs> Rock react to it? His fucking his brother react to it on stage. There's a video oh. that just came out that was yeah. insane. He's like, "You're going to hit my brother?" He's like, "There's ten of us." He's like, "There's ten Rock brothers." I, <laughs> I mean, realistically, that that slap is going to pay off for him on the back end. You know, yeah. at the end of the day, we're all talking about it two weeks straight. One, how long's it been? We're all yeah. talking about it, discussing it. He's going about it. Yeah. So if it was staged or not, I mean. Hopefully they work it out. Hopefully, yeah. you know, I, I think Will Smith and I love both of them, so I'm not going to yeah. discuss yeah. either one of them. I hope they work out their family issues in private and, yeah, we can stop beating them all down. But yeah, for real, grew up on grew up watching Will Smith, so I was like, seeing that, I was like, oh, man, damn. Yeah, I grew up watching both of them, you know? Yeah, so those are yeah. those are OGs in the game. So Chris I, Rock has always been fucking great. I figured they were like, you know, you know, behind behind closed doors they were just cool with each other and they I, are. I, I never figured they that are. yeah they that would be something that would come out to the public like that maybe will would come behind and check him and you know in, in, in a private space but yeah, yeah. Right. You, you figured right. that'd be will style go ahead they bro. actually were really good friends like you know yeah. cool i've seen several things they were on together and they joke and you know and all that stuff it's crazy. I don't know. That's why. That's kind of why I thought it was fake at first yeah. too. And then you know when Will was walking up there, he was smirking. Yeah. Yeah. And then then he slapped him, and then he still kind of smirked when he turned around, like yeah. you know. But it could have been nervous energy where you know, oh gosh, I just did this on TV. Yeah. Uh, He's like, oh, you know, it could have been that too. I don't know. There was another guy that came out too. Just 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 came out the video. He was some dude he worked with on when he did uh, Ali. I think what was it two thousand six or one when he did Ali or two oh, I, I forget I, when he did it yeah. but like there was a guy that he did with that was this corner guy and he was talking about oh yeah I was at the forefront of this I was like okay just come down it's like why does everybody gotta capitalize on fucking something it's like, right. <laughs> like calm the hell down this is a hey, but let me tell you something interesting though 
because you you heard of the reboot of, of the Fresh Prince, right? Oh yeah, I did not. Yeah, that's gonna be. You a, haven't? No, I did so not. They, re- I have they now, rebooted but... it, but it's different actors, mm-hmm. and it's not like in front of a live audience, and it's dark. Oh wow! Like Carlton is on crack. And, oh like, it's no. Dark. No, and he's executive producer on this show, so like it makes me want to go and check it out because it seems like he's really going through something. Everything's yeah. really dark now, you know. Yeah, man. that's man. Maybe Jaden's on crack. Um, <laughs> they they better not screw that one up because uh, that's yeah. part of my childhood. Yeah, you know, it's like you can't go remake Mash or anything like Mama's Family or anything. It just some sometimes it doesn't work, but we'll see. How, I'm gonna have to check it out now. I'm. I'm it's like it's like taking Three is Company. And then make like Jack raping the girls or something. Like, you know, it's like, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Dude, I think if they would have made that, the only reason I saw the casting, like, they, I think that the casting would have been way better as if Will played Uncle Phil. Mm-hmm. Like, if he played Uncle mm-hmm. Phil, that'd be like, man, that'd be so insane. I was going outside, stay warm, peace. <laughs> I just feel like, and says Hines something like different since that, like, since he was so close to. I'm spacing mm. the actor's name, but yeah, we plugged um, in. We gave right. we gave but, Will, Will so but much. But apparently, money. Uncle Phil is a mess too in this thing. Like he's, oh man, yeah, yeah. Don't, yeah I, I, I want to see it because it's it, it don't sound. I don't know. I definitely I just, have to check it out. When he slapped Rock, Chris Rock, I, I thought of that show. Sure. <laughs> Dark, just yeah, like yeah, this. yeah. He uh, he definitely went back to his Philly roots there. Yeah. but he telegraphed it with uh, uh I don't know what you want to yeah. call that a little sister, yeah a little yeah sister, a flag little... hand. I didn't want to say it mo <laughs> I didn't want to say it you know I didn't want to say it it's what it was it is we call it what it was yeah <laughs> he, hit he barely hit him too it's like he hit him with these two fingers yeah <laughs> yeah with the fingers yeah the fingers like, yeah he, <laughs> yeah he came in with the <sighs> afterward yeah no, uh, <laughs> Oh man, yeah. He's looking for his memory wiper <laughs> from Men in Black. <laughs> He's like, oh, okay, where's yeah, that? Man, I don't know what happened. It must have been yeah. a glitch with I, I am robot. Um, I, it, it's crazy. It's crazy. So, um, you got a. Oh yeah, okay. I'll hit you with the real hard hitting question. Yeah, yeah. I've it's, been waiting for this one. Okay. Actually, I gotta admit, it's not my original question. Ah! It's somebody that asked me at. I work at um, a comedy club, and one of the people there asked me. He goes, "Man, you gotta ask him. When was the height of the pussy for him?" When was the height of him getting pussy? This is what you need to ask him. Uh, what, what, when was what, it the best for him? Yeah, like, what, when did he get it the most? I was like, me? Yeah. It's yeah, like when did he get it the most? Yeah. When was when was your plateau? Yeah, for, your uh, pinnacle. Your your, your <laughs> pussy plateau. Yeah, dude. Uh, your pussy well, peak, if you will. We're, we're, we're comics, baby. Honestly, before the, it was before the the records and the fame and stuff. It was like once I got into that, I was. More focused on the music, and you know, when I got about twenty eight, my my mind changed about you know how I did women and how I treated women. It was like yeah. I went from from being this guy, you know, I was insecure in myself, yeah. but but because I was popular with the music, uh, a lot of ladies would throw themselves at me, and and, and you know, daunting. I don't know. <laughs> changed, but I would say before I, before any of the fame, I was. I was a bad boy. I was a bad boy. So you heard it right there. You're welcome, Blaze. <laughs> welcome, Blaze. <laughs> Why are you asking questions like that? Yeah, I'm glad we got that out of the question right now before the yeah. kids just walked by the window. We had a whole group of kids just walk by. We had a speaker outside yeah, so they yeah. can hear us. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, but it was something I learned from. You know, I, like, I'm better now. I'm not even, 
on that is is it's a yeah. whole different thing. It's a one like woman thing. Yeah, that's yeah. A, it's a youth. Yeah, that's definitely a, a youthful so way of find, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He he's definitely uh, nursing a Fifi over at his house over here. I'm not gonna ruin it. Yeah, he he like or there's another kid. I'm gonna shut up. Um, yeah, I think uh, I was a grown person. Uh, yeah, I don't know if he's a grown person or not. I figured I'd wait a few more ice cream seasons. Um, <laughs> a, f- a couple more moons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I evaluate my days by moons. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So um, I got a, a weird question that people ask me when I bring up John Mellencamp. Mm-hmm. And you you know him personally, right? So Yeah. Oh, fuck. Is, is John Mellencamp a dick? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> no! the, the thing is, he knows it. It's not, it's not a surprise. Uh, I remember when... Uh, we went out to uh, uh, Boca Raton to record what well, we were practicing for the, the last two hours. On we watched uh, 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 that movie about the, the painter. Um, uh, mm. I know what you're talking uh, about. Yeah, I only think of Bob Ross. And as you said painter, I'm like Bob Ross. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, I, it was like the old, like back in the old days. But he was not just a, a, a well-known painter, but he was like a. a you know, with the women, and he was real evil and mean, and and all this stuff. And we're watching this, and he turns to me and goes, "He's he's pretty out there, isn't he?" I was like, "Yeah." He goes, "Yeah, that's that's me, right there." And I was like, "No <laughs> fuck." John Mellencamp's dark. Um, I, I see he John he, Mellon, he, damn. He's in the artwork too. Um, yeah, he draws. Yeah, really yeah. good. Really good. It's interesting. I would say. So tangled. Up. Is that like he's got that creative like? It's, it's he's not a dick per se, or is it is this his creative? Like you know how some people are just like overly high strong, or they, or is he just a dick? Um, well, okay, it's I, I it's it's a little of a mixture. Like I hear mm-hmm. stories about when he was a teenager, and and starting bands and wanting to you know, and, and fighting and like always like uh, look at me and. And like, you know, not confidence, but cocky about himself. Um, um, he 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 was born with spina bifida. Huh. Um, That's interesting. He he's in a lot of pain a lot of times, and he is insecure on the inside. To me, he's insecure about, for one, people looking at him like he's handicapped because he's like, I you know, I can do anything. I'm, I you know. Yeah. And um, he speaks his mind. He doesn't have a problem speaking his mind. You know how some people sugarcoat stuff? Yeah, I definitely. He, he has no, and so it comes across as, as being a dick because um, he's straightforward. There's no filter. Yeah, there's yeah. no filter. Like when he, he met uh, my, mm. my uh, son's mother and we were at a video shoot for uh, Your Life Is Now. And I was like, oh, this is, you know, this is my son's mother. And he, goes, he looks at me while she's sitting there and his wife, and goes, Mo, where'd you find her at? The bowling alley? Oh, no. My eyes got big, and I looked at her. Like, yeah, he he has no, and she was like, John, you know, he has no filter. Uh, Sometimes he wants to get a reaction out of people. He'll say stuff that is outlet, like the day I met him. Uh, Me and my manager had come, and my manager's six three and he's like 320 pounds you know at the time 
um, we go in there, and I was bigger too. I was probably about 90, 196 or something, you know. But uh, we in the session, and, and and he's getting to know us, and he goes, so you know, uh, can I, I? I was just one. Can I ask you a nigga joke? Mm. <laughs> and I was like, oh. you gotta wait that get the water out of my mouth. For you. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? I said you might as well go ahead because you done said that already. Then he, says, <laughs> then he says, well, I don't usually tell nigga jokes to niggas. Oh, <laughs> oh no, God's a savage. God is a savage. Whoa, <laughs> savage. Yeah. And then he laughs. He goes. <laughs> joined the band he did press he, he did interviews and talked talked like you know i was the best thing to, to come in his studio since bob dylan and then time goes on and and we're like bumping heads on certain things and how's it going he pulls me aside on stage while i'm doing my rap and and like you know don't be talking about that make money money shit ah! <laughs> Oh, all right. And I do my rap and it's over and done. And then I go back to the organ and play and he's and he comes over to the organ while we're playing. He's like, Yeah, don't, don't, don't be doing that. And I looked at him, I said, John, we're in the middle of a show. And then he goes back and now we're mean mugging each other. Like, and then we go on the side stage and and uh I, I went to him, I said, John, why are you fucking up my show? He said, fucking up your show. Yeah. I, I know my fans more than you. I said, well, you don't know that in New York is where it came. That's what they made up. Make money, money, make money, money, money. So you're wrong. Yeah, you know. And So you, you was, yeah, you, you knew the crowd at the moment. And there was just thanks. a, uh, give me just a second. Everybody, there's the meter maid. She's outside again. Please put. Uh, coins in your meters. She's coming down the street. Please, everybody. <laughs> yeah, we see you. Stop doing it. Stop. That's the alarm. She's. Uh oh, somebody got hit. I. BMW, you've got a ticket now. Um, uh, uh -huh, sucker. Yeah, yeah. I see you. Why you smiling out there? You enjoy it, huh? I'm pro you ticket. Enjoy it. I'm pro ticket here. Yeah. Yeah. She can, is, can I get one? She is the most beautiful meter maid I've ever seen. You are <laughs> stunning. Um, <laughs> Everybody put coins in your meters now. She's coming to the left. I don't have a car, but I'll take a ticket. Uh, <laughs> um, sh she's, she's just persistent as hell. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, um, so John's, John Mellencamp is a little bit nutty. Um, so do you guys <laughs> still have an established relationship at this moment? Or are you guys just like, uh, like old-time friends? You hit each other up from time to time, say what's up? And um, Well, you know, uh, when I left the band... Um, he called me back, uh, to work on, uh, a song, Walk Tall, something that Babyface was producing. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. And then about 2007, I went to one of his shows and he got me on stage to dance around. Um, pretty much after that, he's been avoiding me. I went mm -hmm. to a few of his shows and then it was like, uh, John, don't talk to nobody and i was like oh it's mosey and he was like yeah John, oh no he got he got high, high class and prissy on you huh 
He I don't know if he's he, dead. He doesn't want to talk to you. Think, shunned you off. I think he was. Well, I think he was just disappointed. The last time I talked to him, he was. I was telling him, you know, my my life is getting better. Things, you know, opportunities are getting better. And I, at that time, I had just worked with Michael Jackson, and he passed away. And then, and he was like, you know, I'm telling him all this good stuff. And he goes, Well, did you stop smoking weed, Mo? And I was like, No. Yeah. Wait. Like, so well, he, your life is shit. Your life is shit then. Uh, and you, I'm like, John Mellencamp, you can suck my dick. Uh, <laughs> Fuck that. I got a left nut for you. Yeah, you can pop in your yeah, mouth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just a, I, I was going to do the sound effect, but yeah, um, yeah, there you go, John Mellencamp. We're going to, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go probably get high right after this. Yeah, and, dude. Uh, my life is going to be shit. And, uh, I'll be, I'm, I'm going to be probably smiling though, and I'm going to be hungry. So, yeah. Definitely gonna be thinking about the nut sound we just made. Yeah, I tried. I missed. I missed the nut sound like twice. I'm like, <laughs> I just, I, just heard. I, I, I missed it. I missed it. I couldn't even get it out. And then you, 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 your, your nut sound echoed all over my nut sounds. So yeah, um, you stick to the nut sound. You're a lot better with that sound effect. Uh, it is my middle name, old nut sound, truly. Really. Uh, <laughs> that's crazy. So. Um, yeah, um, where'd you, did you work with, uh, I think, Brian Smoot, uh, like the Smoot band, or the country band? I seen you were, uh, that was that, like a few years back you were working with him? Uh, is that something yeah, that's still actually, transpiring or is or still going on? Or Yeah, actually, I had uh, I had met Brian, um, I think it was probably about 2002, and uh, he wanted me to hear him sing, and, and I listened to him, and I was like, oh, yeah, let's work on some stuff. And then it didn't happen, but time went on. About 2007, he hired me to to produce his album. And it wasn't country at the time. It was like uh, rockets. It was like Nickelback kind of stuff. And, you know, we had fun doing it, but it was kind of a one-off. And, and then, you know, about 2015, he got real serious about it. Like, I want to really make a serious album and you know really uh you know you. get into it so i got him on my label He's like, i'm not stepping and, on the grave <laughs> and we developed <laughs> and we developed some songs and, and you know he's a really great songwriter and and uh we did an album uh things kind of fell apart with the band aspect of it but uh he hasn't stopped like he he you know he's been getting uh, a no he got nominated for an award out in California for songwriting. We went to the, you know the awards and everything. And um, since then, he's working. Uh, we're still working together. We just haven't got together yet. But he got a single out right now that he did with uh, Nico uh, Alban Albanese, and that's a guy from uh, Bedford, Indiana, and he is the drummer for Clayton Anderson and like he's the producer as well. So like this guy is really on the come up and, and doing a lot of production. And so, you know, Brian lives near him and he was like, what do you think about Nico? And I'm like, man, I think that'd be a great thing. So he got a song now called the next guy that he's released and uh, it's really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I said um again. Yeah, um, see, <laughs> hello, people outside. Is it cold still? A little bit chilly? Okay. I was catching us mid-um. Yeah, yeah, he did catch me mid-um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, uh, 
there, yeah, I just, I'm totally lost again here. I, I, I guess I probably should stop smoking. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> it's okay, you know. just didn't smoke enough. That's yeah, <laughs> maybe too much. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, there you this go, Mo. The, oh, there yeah, dude. <laughs> that's my favorite, uh, yeah, that's my favorite method of choice myself. Um, Mine's like joints or a bong. Yeah, whatever you put in that Ooh, one one pin, and I hit it, and I think that I drop a lung out every time. I think oh, yeah. a dab or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, a little dab uh, pin? Yeah, I'm going to have kidney failure sooner or later. <laughs> his lungs came out of yeah. his ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to cough for two. It only it can be oh, yeah. his, and I'll be like... <gasps> yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll cough for anything, but I'm just like, I'm getting higher. <laughs> she is smiling, walking down the street. Hello. <laughs> That's, hey, how you doing? Oh, yeah, so... Yeah, um, so I guess do you so do you perform still just by just Moz MD? You have your own thing going on also. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, I'm, I'm developing. I'm developing that right now. Uh, you know, putting the band together, and uh, I wanted to do a little promotion on the record first to get you know some attention because the things I, I want to do, I don't want to do like you know just regular you know bar gigs and yeah. you know. That kind of thing. I, I wanted to be events and you know make my own events, and so I'm just I'm uh, in the building process of making a show that I could take, and you know uh, I'm gonna open up for Morris Day when he does. He's gonna do a residency in Vegas, and uh, when he does that, I'm gonna open up for him. We already determined that, so I oh, just yeah. had to come up with the album and. You know, so it would it would make all you know it would make sense. Not just here's some guy, you know. But, but you're at the height of your prime. You're going Elvis. You're going Britney Spears on us. You're going Britney Spears. Going he's going to Vegas. I know he's shaving he's his head. To Vegas. Yeah, he's gonna take our permanent residency. We'll never see him again. You never see him again. He puts a wig on, then shaves yeah. the wig off. As long as you don't start wearing a cowboy hat, you know the old Vegas style cowboy hat. I'm I'm all right with that. But I uh. Uh, it's a beautiful thing that you, you ha so I guess how long what's the total you've been in it since you were a kid that's that's forever that's I'm not going to throw your age out there but yeah that's a long time you are a legend and everybody that I know in the music industry here always talks about you and uh, it's also it's it, yeah it's amazing you got everybody out here and my cousin uh if I don't mention him, you know, he'll probably get mad. You know, <laughs> nasty Nate, Nate Aguilar. He he's always talking about you. So I know you're an inspiration to him. So uh, you can yeah, you can shut the fuck up now, Nate. Um, <laughs> 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 yeah. So yeah. No, I love I love him. I love him to death. I actually think I almost killed my cousin. Uh, I'm gonna tell the fucking story. <laughs> so yeah, he's like, I, yeah, okay. I I gave him shrooms and I gave him three three grams of shrooms because I was being a good cousin and yeah. he was like no no this isn't I want to go to the moon I'm like are you are you what you okay you know family <laughs> I had to, so I handed him another four grams of shrooms and about 45 minutes later he was eating on his shoes oh wow he yeah I basically had to to I thought I killed him he was oh. making some weird ass faces he was you know like I I <laughs> I had to nurse him back. I had to take my. I, I I had to. I had to really like come down from where I was at. Hit and me with that one more time. Uh, I like that. Yeah, I like he, was, that. he was chewing on his fingernails down to the bone. I'm like, stop it, stop. <laughs> so, yeah, and he was afterwards. He was like, look, cousin, I, I'll listen to you next time. You know, I was like, yeah, you should have microdose. I fucking told you. You know, like you wanted to go to the moon. 
You were there for about <laughs> six hours. He's like, I thought I was in a time loop. I said, I thought you was too. I, I, I thought I killed you. you know, I, I, I thought I was going to have to take another four grams to come in and get you. You know? <laughs> I'm going to dive right <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah, I'm coming for you, cuzzo. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, just, uh, and when I first met him, he was ditching school to, 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 to come to my house. Can we say it again? Oh, I'm sorry. I guess my battery's starting to die. Um, we got two minutes here anyway. So, yeah. When I first met him, he was ditching school to come to my house. Yeah, that sounds like, that <laughs> sounds like, that sounds like Nate. Yeah, yeah. that definitely sounds like mm-hmm. him. Uh, yeah, him I, and his friend, all of them come over there and hang out and, you know, watch me work and, or work with, you know, they, sometimes they want to rap and do their thing. But yeah, they, he was young. Yeah. Like I said, everybody... Everybody loves you here, man, and and we hope that you continue to just blossom and do your thing. And even when nobody's looking, you you are an inspiration. Um, oh, that man. and it's oh, I touched his heart. And <laughs> 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 I mean, if the, we also want to like you know if there's anything you want to like shout out or plug in, like totally feel free if you want to. If we haven't, yeah, yeah. If we haven't touched base on anything here, so anything you want to plug in, anything. I want everybody to go and check out Soul Finger by MD and Soul Finger. And uh, it's on all the platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, all that good stuff. Um, um, it's a journey, man. It's, it's like, uh, it's not, it's not going to be like anything that you're used to hearing. It's not going to be the kind of music I did for Tupac or John Mellencamp or anything. It's, it's, it's a journey into my brain and how uh, I orchestrate music to certain subjects. What are you putting like yourself you know out I mean? there? Yeah, like is, a score, yeah. you know That's what I mean? Awesome. It's, a, yeah. it's a score. So everything is different, and, but it's fun. And I just want everybody to go check it out. Definitely, you guys yeah. better go check yeah, it go out. Yeah, go check that out, guys. Um, and uh, you, got, you, got, you want to do some kind of crazy a- outro or something? I can. You walk by like four times, sir. How you doing? <laughs> I, I, I see you. I see you. We're going to get a camera. We need to get a camera facing outside because we have some reoccurring characters. Yeah, dude. You think y'all well, got some weed in there? Yeah, I know. We, we probably... Well, well, I do, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not really. Yeah. You want to close it out with a fucking ball pop? <laughs> dude, <laughs> I really appreciate you coming on the show, dude. It you means a lot, man. It. it means a lot. I really appreciate it. And you guys check us out on YouTube, all platforms, all that Spotify, shit. Amazon, Apple. Yeah, definitely. Watch, comment, please comment. Like we'd want to hear what you guys think. Subscribe, yeah. you know. All right. We love you guys. Peace.